and welcome to Connections Radio Show, where we talk about ideas that matter. I'm glad you've made the connection and are with us today. I'm Lori Fitz, your host. And the goal of our show is to explore a wide range of topics that challenge us to see ourselves, our community, and the world around us in ways that get us thinking, get us talking, get us exploring, get us connected, and perhaps inspired or challenged to do just a bit more because we made the connection. Our topic today is creative learning, and we'll be discussing an upcoming conference the Deeper Learning in Twin Cities Conference that's going to be taking place June 10th and 11th in St. Paul. And we have joining us Tony Simmons. He is the Executive Director for the High School for Recording Arts. He's also part of High Tech High. Uh, and he has been part of the High School for Recording Arts since it began back in 1996. And I'm excited to have him share his story with us today. Hi, Lori. I'm excited to be here. I am very grateful. Um, I love being able to talk about learning and what is the essence of learning because to me, when you learn, you've made the connection. Yes, you, yes. You, you've, you've done the aha. When, when you've learned, you, you celebrate aha. And what I find when I keep learning more about the high school for recording arts is like daily ahas that take <laughs> place. And that to me is rich and wonderful and inspirational. So what I'd like to do is, is first talk a little bit about the conference, but how it came to be and, and how you are with the High School for Recording Arts really supporting this. From what I understand, the deeper learning begins with deeper connections across our community. The conference theme is the new power, which recognizes that cross-sector collaborations between education, business, art, and technology can lead to transformative learning for young people that fuels their passions and their purpose. Wow. Yeah, and that's really how High School for Recording Arts came into existence. Um, so David T.C. Ellis is our founder, and he's just an incredible um, person and a visionary. And um, he grew up here in Minnesota. Um, he had some challenges in his own school. I mean, he, yeah. he didn't like going to school. No, he didn't. Well, and they oftentimes didn't like him coming to school. <laughs> <laughs> so he got kicked out of school quite often. He was rebellious, and he was just basically bored. And he was angry, too. And um, he eventually found himself at a school after being kicked out of maybe four different high schools, St. Paul Open School which really was um, transformative for him. It was the first place he went to that really took the time to get to know him well, listen and, to him. And build trust with him. Build trust with him. And they gave him real-world projects to do where he saw relevancy. And it, and, and it led to him getting his high school diploma where he very much was not on that track to do. And then from there, um, he just had an incredible life journey. He became a pilot. Um, he eventually started to perform with Prince, our Prince, he, you know, the legend. Uh, well, he grew up with him, too, didn't yeah, he? Yeah. Just down the street? Just down the they'd, street. They'd hang out? and They would hang out. Um, Prince, um, David's sister was a original back, backup singer for uh, Prince. So, he, yeah, he grew up with Prince, and he used to bug him all the time. <laughs> hey, why don't you let me rap? I want to rap in your band. And Prince uh, at that time, you know, he was, he was a hard guitar player. He uh, wasn't so much into rap at that time. But he eventually, David was relentless, and Prince eventually um, gave David the opportunity to do that, and it really um, just made his life 
go in a whole other direction. I love the story, and he tells the story. If you and I highly recommend um, going to hsra.org and go to the history and listen. It's a 17-minute video um, with T.C. Ellis, and he's amazing. And I loved how he talked about he'd done a Batman rap, right? And this Batman rap caught the attention of like, how does this guy know about our movie? <laughs> <laughs> and and that's sort of the door in where Prince said, okay, I'll listen. Let, you know, I'll bring in. And and that's what started the magic between them. Yeah, that was very hip hop. Uh-huh. You know, David actually also put out the first hip hop rap song in Minnesota. And what you're describing is him just being resourceful, creating something out of nothing. Mm-hmm. He wanted to get Prince's attention by getting um, feet, you know, um, background information of the movie, um, Batman, that Prince was doing for Warner Brothers. Uh-huh. And then he put he created a song with all of the storyline of the movie before the movie came out. So Warner Brothers was like <laughs> upset they were, and they went to Prince, who is this guy that knows our movie and has this song out? And that was David. And um, to Prince's credit, uh, when he confronted David about it, he David thought he was just going to, you know, be really mad. That's when he gave David the opportunity. Yeah. So, you know, that kind of resourcefulness and creativity led to him um, living his dream, and at, at least at that time. And you mentioned um, something out of nothing. Yes. Which is the heart of the hip-hop mm-hmm. um, when people talk about hip hop, when you've got a book that's come out that you're part of with the Hip Hop Genius yes. 2.0, mm-hmm. uh, and the original concept was there was something that happened with hip hop that mm-hmm. changed the world. Yeah. There was something with that pent up creativity, something with that energy that created something out of nothing that made something important. Yes, and you know, I'm from New York originally, and I happen to have grown up at the time hip hop was coming into form. I was that teenager in high school when hip-hop was created in the late 70s. And um, at that time, uh, New York City was bankrupt. They were taking the arts out of school. Young people were just kind of left to their own devices and and had this pent-up creativity, like you said. And they decided just to create something for themselves that was expressive, that was, you know, um, um, a, a story of their life and they put they put it into music they put it into dance they put it into graffiti it basically became a culture and then obviously it just um, grew from there and became something that is really a worldwide phenomenon now and with that with that heart of hip-hop that hip-hop high yes yes <laughs> yes there was something that he then felt a connection to students later. I mean, mm-hmm. he he talks about you know, this was an amazing life I had. I was with Prince. I there were beautiful women. Right. There was George Winston, and he thought he was at the pinnacle. Mm-hmm. But then he talks about when he saw a grandmother crying, a mm-hmm. mother crying, and the, the their their child graduating, the first in their family from high school, and graduating, you know with excitement and enthusiasm. Yes. Yes. He said, that's, that's the pinnacle. That's the life. Right. So, you know, what you're describing is, um, you know, once David signed with Prince and Paisley Park, 
he he lived his dream at, again at least at that time he got to tour with prince did a movie graffiti bridge and um eventually prince changed his name to a symbol because he didn't like his contract with I Warner love Brothers. That. I right. love that. and david lost his contract but david was still inspired to continue music and he opened up a recording studio studio four and i had the honor to help him with that, I was his um, entertainment attorney at the time, and still living in New York. We met at a conference, but when David opened that recording studio, his whole aim was simply to continue to be in the music business. Um, yet, young people started showing up at his studio, um, wanting to know how to get their music out, wanting to know how the business of music worked. And he would talk to them. He's like, "Hey, well, you know." Shouldn't you guys be in school? Because they were like 16, 17 years old. They were like, school's boring. I got kicked out. They don't want me there anyway. Um, but David was really taken by how passionate they were to learn, how creative they were. So he literally saw a, 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 a need in the community to get these young people back in school and he changed his whole projection of being in the music business to creating a high school for recording arts. And so that, when, like you said, when he had that first graduation and he saw the, the, um, the parents and the grandmas and the aunties crying, he compared that to being on the stage with Prince and said, it's not even close. You know, he really did something that tapped into something that was deeply meaningful to him and deeply important to our community. It's the legacy that, yes. that he's offering. And, mm -hmm. and what I also like is that he drew from his experience that he knew that if he could establish something where there's trust mm -hmm. and there's authenticity right. and that there's a belief mm -hmm. that – and that they can take a passion and go someplace with it. Right. I mean his teacher saw a passion in him yeah. and mentored him and, and took that – whatever that little energy was, that, that aha, yep. and said, yeah, you can yeah. do this. Yeah, And, you know, I want to give homage to those early educators that worked with David, Dr. Wayne Jennings, Joe Nathan. These were incredible educators coming from, you know, the Minnesota um, um, recognition of progressive education and, and really trying um, to create something different than a traditional system. And, you know, David, so when he was engaging with these young people, he was engaging with them authentically. And he was recognizing that um, um, that passion that they had, his main aim was to build on it, not to diminish it, mm -hmm. to, to give it a place where it could flourish, an environment. The recording studio was, was that environment at the time. But then as um, we created the school, um, we knew we had to create a learning space um, with a studio at its core, but beyond that, that continue to honor that, continue to honor those passions and that interest and that nurturing and that, uh, uh, that environment to really foster creative thinking and enterprising um, learning. So, uh, you know, he, he, he knows that what we're doing is about authenticity, is about realness. Because if you don't come that way with our young people, They'll see it right away, right. and they deserve it, and, and they respond so well to it, Laurie. And the timing was right as well because it was one of the first charter schools yes, that yes. got created. Yep, it, it was just – it seemed to all come together with the timing to launch something different. Yes, yes. You know, yeah, there had been a number of charter schools just prior. Minnesota was the first state to have a charter 
law and you know charter schools were started here by families by teachers it was really community based it was really david's story of someone meeting a need in the community and so you know um we were fortunate to come about at a time where that in that that nurturing environment in terms of doing this kind of education there was an opportunity i mean who would have thought a rapper who you know, could start a, a school uh. that's thriving now 24 years later. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's, it's an incredible... With um, 350. Yeah, yeah, starting Started from with 50, like 10, 15. Yes, yeah. yes. And, and now 350. So it, so it has grown, and um, and I think that just speaks so well of, of this community, this Minnesota community of, of really incredible educators supporting that. And in our next segment, I'd like to do a little more deeper dive on some of the results, sure. you know, what we're seeing, mm-hmm. um, the power of creativity and and what came of it and what is coming of it. Sure. Uh, and then we'll also tie back uh, to be hearing more about, of course, this amazing deeper learning conference that's being sponsored by the High School for the uh, Recording Arts. What I'm going to encourage le- listeners to do is to go to hsra.org. That will give you more background also on the High School for Recording Arts. It also has a link there that you can sign up. Uh, But if you're already ready and interested in signing up, you can go uh, to deeper-learning.org backslash Twin Cities 22. So we'll revite back and we'll learn more about this amazing school, the High School for the Recording Arts, with our good friend, Tony Simmons. I'm making a change. Memories bring a lot of pain. Where we talk about ideas that matter. I'm so glad that you joined us today. I'm Lori Fitz, and our topic is on creative learning, and we're discussing the High School for Recording Arts and also a conference coming up next week on June 10th and 11th, uh, the Deeper Learning in Twin Cities Conference uh, in St. Paul, and the High School for Recording Arts is hosting this. And we have uh, our good friend, Tony Simmons, who's here today. He's the executive director for the High School for Recording Arts as well as High Tech High. High Tech High is important because that's also connection back to, to deeper deep learning. learning. Yes, yes. Uh, but in this segment, I still want to talk a little bit more about the High School for Recording Arts. I'm, I'm such a big fan of the work they do. And the music that we were just hearing is Live Free. Yes. Tell me about that. Yes, Live Free is an incredible song from our young people at High School for Recording Arts. It's part of a project um, called Money Train. And um, a fantastic educator, facilitated Dan Fry, um, um, work with our young people in the studio as well as he's a humanities English teacher to create that. And um, so, you know, <clears throat> what I really appreciate about that song is it's just young people really speaking, you know, truth to power in terms of their desire to have agency in their life, to be able to have their voices heard, to be able to make choices and and um and i really appreciate that because for us that's what hsra is all about and it's a vision that both you and tc ellis had 
as you started this, uh, first in, in 1996 with a pilot. Yes. And then by 1998, you were able to get it as a full-fledged charter. Yes, yes. Um, that was great. And as I think we mentioned earlier, we started with maybe around 10, 15 young people. And again, all of those young people were out of school. One of the things I'm really proud of is that 20-plus years later, we're still focused on those same young people who are pushed and kicked out of school. We don't call them dropouts. We believe that puts the um, blame on them. We believe the system um, ought to be designed to engage any type of young person's learning style or circumstances in their life. And HSRA is really a testament to that in terms of working with young people who are probably the most marginalized and oppressed young people in the state of Minnesota. Um, most are growing up in poverty. Um, many live on their own. We have up to 50% of our young people houseless, um, yet we see their creative genius, and we lead with that. And um, so um, here— And you get something out of nothing. Yeah, we get something out of nothing in terms of, you know, how society has seen them. Yes. And, and their something is who they are, their spirit, yes. their energy, their creativity, their brilliance. And nothing I meant more in terms of not having homes, not yes. having oh. this, all that nothing right. that right. marginalizes them, mm -hmm. that spirit. Right. There, there are two quotes that T.C. Ellis had in the um, video, which I highly recommend folks taking yes. a look at. It And uh, if you want to learn more about the High School for Recording Arts, you can go to hsra.org. But the two quotes that really made an impact to me were, one, music is the pathway to freedom. Students are on a journey for their life, how to support them to be better citizens, communities that have let them down, they're hungry, they're angry, but but the school helps them learn how to cope. Right. It nurtures them. It has yeah. positive interactions with adults. That to me is so powerful. Yeah, extremely powerful and and so on point. You know, what David was saying, um, um, he was saying from his heart, but we know incredible education philosophers like Paulo Freire talks about education as freedom. Um, when we when we think about um, other philosophers, John Dewey, who really understood that giving young people a chance to explore their curiosity, to be able to you know engage with the world, is is really a path again towards freedom. Um, you know we're. We're very mindful of the fact that we're trying to buck the traditional system that see young people and schooling as just um, preparing for workers. You know, we're, we're, we're looking to prepare and, and nurture and, and have transformational outcomes of thinkers. And leaders. Leaders, change agents, um, young people who can see things in their communities, some of those um, things we talked about in houselessness and poverty, where they could go into the world and and um, change those things. So, um, you know, what David is talking about, again, from his heart, is is really old ideas that, um, for whatever reason, and we could talk about, that's probably a whole other show, okay. you know, the traditional education system hasn't been able to fully um, uh, appreciate and, and, and change into. The other quote that got to me um, was his feeling, based on his own experience as well, that the current system may support up to 50% of the students there, but there are 50% that it's not. Right. So what's happening with those 50%? I mean, that's, I, I'm sure that's part of you know, a gut reaction, 
But I think we all have that kind of gut reaction. The schools really aren't working. Right. Um, I mean, when we think about it, um, there's definitely a, a number of young people who are who may who thrive in that kind of traditional model, yeah. Yeah. and um, some are just you know um, compliant, and and even those who are compliant, you know, they still may have a sense that something's you know there's that, something more. There's something more, but then you have those who are bored, yeah, and then you have those who resist and act out or literally leave the system um, because the system isn't um, really attuned to who they are mm -hmm. and what they need to be the best learner that they can be. So, um, so you know, for us, it's, it's about, you know, how do we break through that? And, it's, and that's what the Deeper Learning Conference is about. That's what HSRA is about. And I should say many other schools in Minnesota and across the country, not enough, but many other schools really embody these same kind of principles we're talking about and are incredible schools. And you want to encourage educators yes. from this area, and there's yes. a discount to yes. come. Yes. And I, I'm switching back just for a moment on the HSR, HSRA difference, mm -hmm. which I think is also part of deeper learning difference is looking at how to be culturally sensitive. Mm -hmm. Are there alternative ways of looking at programming? How do you develop personalized uh, project-based learning? Drug-free environment, really important to set those boundaries. Having a diverse population. Yes. It's adult-supervised, but it's positive mentoring. Right. It's a safe space. Yes. And it's job training. It, there, <clears throat> there's an outcome. Yeah, and you're, you, that's all you're reading from our mission. Yep. And, you know, for us, it, in addition to that, um, you know, we're a values-based program. Mm -hmm. We believe that young people need to know why this matters to them. Make and the connection. To make the connection. So everyone from the high school for recording, mm -hmm. our Studio 4 community, all our young people at least 24 years, would tell you that our four values are family, respect, community, and education. But to get to the other parts, you know, we also have four pillars. And we like the number four, as you can see. I see that. Yeah. So, you know, for us, it's about base, first being asset-based. You know, seeing young people not from a deficit perspective that, oh, well, you know, your reading score is this or you need to do that. Instead, you know, where, what is their peculiar bent of genius, mm -hmm. you know, that um, Aristotle, I mean, Plato yes, once said. Yes, You know, um, and, and so there's so many ways if you take the time to get to know a young person well where you can – mind that and, and find that. And when a young person knows that you're paying attention to that, mm -hmm. you're off to a great start. But then beyond that, particularly for our young people, we know they need incredible supports so that they can reach their full potential. And mm -hmm. we provide that at HSRA. We don't shy away from houselessness. We don't shy away from, you know, all of the things that they may need if they're coming to school hungry. You know, we're going to do all the things we need to do to make sure that they're, you know, taken care Support of. Support the whole person. Yep. And the last two is um, um, innovative learning practices. So we're project-based, we're hands-on experiential learning. You know, we're doing all the things where young people can break out of just sitting in a classroom and desk and having someone just um, talking, talk, at them. talking at them to, you know, engaging in the world. And last, um, we do it all with a social justice lens. Again, what's the purpose of this if our young people aren't going out into the community and affecting the change for 
for themselves, for their families, and their community for something better. I'm going to leave it at that for this segment because that's a wonderful way to wrap up what you do and why you do it. And a great intro for our next segment where we'll talk about the um, amazing conference coming up, Deeper Learning in Twin Cities. Stay with us. We'll be right back. 26 seconds went by, and I'm still in school. I don't play the game just because I'm in the game. Every 26 seconds. Every 26 seconds. Yeah. We only live once. Got a lot to get, so don't give it up. Eyes to the sun. Feet on the road. Now all you gotta do yeah. is take control. Uh, don't be a part of the statistic. Just remember, stay young and gifted. And when they laugh, keep your head up. Keep going when they say you ain't good enough. Yeah, you ain't got to post up on the block. Only thing you should do is try to beat the clock. 26 seconds to the buzzer ring. So don't fall or slack on anything. Yeah, I bet you think it's all fun when you ditching class, hanging with the thug ones. But um, that ain't right. So remember, think twice, because you only live once. So you better live right, young savage. And welcome back to Connections Radio Show, where we talk about ideas that matter. And 26 seconds matters. Uh, we're talking today about creative learning. And joining us is Tony Simmons, who is the executive director for the High School for Recording Arts, which we've been talking about. He's also part of High Tech High, which is part of Deeper Learning Conference that's coming up on June 10th and 11th. First, I'd like to have you share with us a little bit more about 26 seconds that we were listening to. Sure. You know, we started talking about projects, innovative learning um, practices, and putting together a music compilation. That's a project. You know, there's so many elements to that that touches on so many core learning areas, um, as, as well as creating a campaign. That 26 Seconds song was part of a campaign raising awareness that every 26 seconds a young person is pushed or kicked out of school a dropout. Mm -hmm. And um, we were approached by State Farm Insurance for our students to create a national campaign wow. to raise awareness of that. So they wrote uh, music, they did a compilation, they um, developed a um, awareness campaign by traveling around the country, talking to other young people, talking to policy um, leaders, uh, just about, hey, you know, this is not good for our country to have so many young people not achieve a high school diploma. Um, we need to know about these st statistics. I mean, every 26 seconds, it's just, you know. Unacceptable. Unacceptable. So that's what that's, that's one of the songs there. And I should say, all of these songs you can find on any of your favorite music streaming platforms um, if you see, search for High School for Recording Arts. Tw over 20 years of music of our young people creating songs that really matter. Can you imagine us in the, our, in the seven, late 70s in high school having that kind of opportunity to go across the world, you know, the country, <laughs> sure. and, and to have um, a platform to be listened to. Mm -hmm. yes. I mean, it says a lot about the High School for Recording Arts, but it also is saying that I think people may start to be at least waking up that there are, are important issues to talk about. Absolutely. And, um, you know, any school can do it, and it doesn't have to just be in music. It's about creativity, right? Mm -hmm. And we know now um, creativity is the 21st century currency. Yes. And I happen to believe deeper learning is the passport. And one of the things about 
these projects that I want to mention too, because we have a very robust business and music campaign and a phenomenal um, facilitator educator, Scott Harold, who just works with our young people and trains them to be just the most brilliant business-minded people. So, you know, when people think that we're just a school where we have performers and it's just for entertainment, it really is so much more than that. It's really about young people really embodying all of the um, abilities to be able to be productive in their lives and to, again, affect change. I also will have to say it's also about the mentors with passion. Absolutely. Everyone that I have met that's been associated with this has incredible passion. And that's contagious mm-hmm. uh, it, with those of us that are hearing about it as well as I have to believe with the students as well. And as you said, authenticity, that's, that's what's going to make it or break it mm-hmm. with young people. They can smell, taste, feel it a mile away. Yes. And when you're there, they know it. So the conference yes. is exciting to me. Yes. Uh, this is a quote from the materials that are out there promoting it. That Deeper learning Twin Cities is a collective experience rooted in radical joy <laughs> and focused on connecting educators in this region. The event launches Friday, June 10th, concludes Saturday, June 11th. Jump into deep dives, engage with regional educational luminaries in the Den Talks, or be inspired by our dynamic keynote to build the deeper learning movement in your region. So tell me more. Sure. (laughs) Um, First, I'm just really proud that we have an opportunity to bring this incredible conference to our region. Deeper Learning um, conference started in San Diego at High Tech High mm-hmm. and it's part of the High Tech High Graduate School of Education and as you mentioned I'm a part of that and um, so I've been going to the Deeper Learning Conference for I think at past eight years I was a keynote speaker in 2016 and um, and it's brought people literally from around the world it's usually over a thousand people attending wow. the conference and all of the things you mentioned it's been a part of so this year they decided to go um, create something called Deeper Learning Global. And we're the first U.S. site to be deep, deep, Deeper Learning Global in the Minneapolis-St. Paul in this overall region. Um, there is a Deeper Learning China as well. Wow. Um, so um, we're bringing it here to um, the Twin Cities and greater Minnesota and Iowa and the Dakotas and Wisconsin because we know that there's, one, incredible educators here, incredible people in the community and stakeholders who care about education, but we also know that there's tremendous need. There's a need for this um, um, experience for young people to be further spread and more deeply applied so that young people could be really fulfilled in terms of, of, of this t- that time that they spend in school that prepares them for the world that we live in now. We really see this as a, 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 a real urgency. Mm-hmm. So, um, well, we've we've gone through a lot of pain in yeah. the last two years. Oh, three years. Yeah. Yes. When did it start? It's yes. the time sort of goes into a warp. I mean, from 2019 to now, not only the um, the COVID nineteen pandemic, but our social justice mm-hmm. challenges, and in our own town, losing George Floyd. I mean, that, that has to be an impact on students and teachers. It is. The murder of George Floyd is something that stays on our mind. Um, 
obviously COVID has impacted all of us and has hit hit you know our community as well. Disproportionately. Um, yes, disproportionately. Um, all of those are are things that we can explore as educators so that we can unpack for young people so that they can be the problem solvers um, you know when we're gone right um, if we ignore these things and we don't um, take the time to engage with young people in the process of thinking through problem solving mm-hmm. you know not to think a certain way right but to think critically and and and, and to have your voice to have with your voice. that yes. critical solution absolutely to own it to own it so um, you know w- we have that as a those two and there are many other issues mm-hmm. as a backdrop um, um, and we're going to be um, talking about that in, in, in certain spaces during the conference, but we're going to be talking about, you know, just basic, you know, educational practices. And we're going to have a cross-sector approach because we believe that um, to really affect change and to have the, a truly deeper learning experience, we need to go beyond just us as educators. Mm-hmm. We have to engage the community. We need business leaders, community-based organizations, policymakers, artists, uh, artists, <laughs> creatives, yes. foundations, scientists. Yes, all scientists. We need all of them in a room, and yeah. um, we're going to have all of them in a room. And I think this is one of the um, few education conferences that does that. And um, and I think that that's going to be a change. Um, you know, something that's going to be a real change in this community. It, it allows, I think, folks that do care about education to have a, a voice Absolutely. and to have a place at the table to, yeah. to support that. We really need everyone. Mm-hmm. There's a great educator in St. Paul, Mary Kay Boyd, um, who's been an um, area superintendent, principal. She has an organization called Everybody's In. And she literally means everybody is in <laughs> in terms of being a part of the education that we provide to our kids. Yeah. So whether it's um, someone who picks up trash or has a mom-and-pop grocery store, she believes that they should be a part of the educational community and space where they have a voice, where they can be um, a part of helping to mentor and guide young people. And we've moved away from that. Yeah, There was a time, I believe, when the community was more involved. Yes. And that we did have that sense of village. Yes. That that we are all together, you know, caring about the next generation and education and what that means. So tell me about the pre-conference. You've got a hip-hop genius speaker series at the pre-conference uh, featuring rapper, songwriter D. Smoke and distinguished pedagogical theorist and teacher educator Gloria Ladson-Billings. Yes. So, you know, we have a book, Hip-Hop Genius uh, um, 2.0. That it you're was, a part of. That I'm a part of. And uh, my co-authors are Sam Seidel and Michael Lipset and David T.C. Ellis, our founder, wrote a forward to it. So, um, you know, we're going to have as a part of pre-conference a podcast um, that's part of a podcast series we've been doing over the last few months where we bring in educators and creatives or people from various um, other sectors in a conversation with each other. And like you said, uh, D Smoke is a phenomenal um, creative artist, 
out of California who worked with us in Los Angeles, and he won the Netflix um, Rhythm and Flow contest. He's a rapper, but he's also an educator. Um, and he's going to be talking with Gloria Lanson Billings, who's just a rock star in education. Mm -hmm. She basically um, um, created the term culturally relevant teaching and um, responsive teaching. And um, we just so look forward to that conversation and um, the audience partic participating in it. And then day one, you're going to have a connecting and experiencing deeper learning through immersive deep dives. It's filled with opportunities to engage with other attendees. There's mm -hmm. small group sessions, as mm -hmm. well as a conference kickoff. Tell me about that. Sure. Well, um, you know, we definitely got to start off with music. With, you know, <laughs> How the, could you not? <laughs> right, the High School for Recording Arts is hosting it. Uh -huh. It's going to be at the High School for Recording uh -huh. Arts. So we're going to have some incredible music from our young people, as well as um, a big surprise. I think I could say now, at our closing ceremony, we're going to... Um, have the Sounds of Blackness <gasps> um, Grammy winners. Um, oh, wonderful. Um, They've got a it. wonderful new song, The Celebrating Juneteenth. Yes, yes. Oh, man, they're phenomenal. So, yeah, we're going to um, have a number of what we call deep dives where we're going to have sessions where educators and others can participate in and focus sessions around certain topics. Like, for example, we're going to have the science of creativity. And in that, that the deep dive is going to have participants um, approach and utilize the scientific method as a way of evaluating the creative process and resulting in creative work. I love uh, it. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, all... Who all, would ever <laughs> thought of using the scientific process to look at music? But absolutely. Yeah, we were talking about... I mean, and, and again, you know, creativity, uh, we have to think about it way beyond just music. Yeah. Yeah. We were talking earlier off, off air about yeah. how scientists are creators. They're curious. They're curious. They but what they do, and I think what good artists do, is they have, um, they work with creativity within boundaries. Yes. So how do those boundaries serve to support the art and right. the science? Yeah, well, you know, that's what the process is of yeah. learning. Yeah. That's why we come together. Yeah. That's why we, you know, we have this intergenerational um, thing called schooling where young people are curious and they're trying things and they're in the boundary, outside the boundary, and, and we're engaging with them. And, and the difference that I see is that students celebrate every day oh, yes. with, yes. with the High School for Recording Arts. There are not many high schools that can say that. <laughs> that students feel like they celebrate when they come yeah. to school. Not many, but there definitely are. And we just want this conference to um, to celebrate those other schools that are doing that and um, and invite more schools into it to learn, you know, what, what we know. And we also want to learn from them. You know, we don't know everything. The thing that has made High School for Recording Arts, I believe, great is our curiosity, yes. our desire to continuously want to improve, to continuously want to learn. We're constantly tra traveling around the country, even the world, looking for nuggets. And we some and many times we find them in, even in traditional spaces. There are nuggets everywhere. But we just believe as an overall philosophy, this idea of deeper learning is the best way for our young people to be prepared. 
And with that, I'm going to end this segment. And when we come back, we'll share more about how to get signed up. But I will tell you that if you go to uh, hsra.org, you can learn more about the high school as well as register. Or you can go to deeper-learning.org backslash Twin Cities 22. Keep a smile so she won't cry. Keep it real and never lie. Go set up in her life. The beauty of a woman must be seen in her eyes. It is the doorway to her heart, the place where love resides. Stay with her head held high. Keep a smile so she won't cry. Keep it real and never lie. Go set up in her life. She ain't with that nonsense, cause she got good sense. Strong cause her life was tense, but she ain't call her quits. She and welcome back to Connections Radio Show. I love that. That is a great song. You're uh, <laughs> listening to Connections Radio. I'm uh, Lori Fitz, your host. Our topic has been on creative learning. We have Tony Simmons, who is the executive director for the High School for Recording Arts and High Tech High. We've been talking about Deeper Learning Twin Cities Conference. But first, tell me just a little bit about that wonderful song. Oh, man. Essence of Woman is, you know, um, in hip hop, sometimes, you know, we don't celebrate women enough. And, you know, in the commercialized version of hip hop, it, oftentimes there's misogyny, and we obviously not for any of that. And this was an opportunity for our young ladies to really tell their story and how they feel. And it's an example of great learning. And you can be a part of Deeper Learning Twin Cities Conference. Tell us how to get involved with this so that we can be part of the village that supports learning. Well, certainly we encourage you to register. And again, it's deeper-learning.org slash um, Twin, Twin Cities, Cities 22. 22. Yes. And um, um, there you could register. But I also want to say we have a local educator discount of two for one. And we have 16 full registration fee scholarships. And if you're interested in that, if you have a financial need and you have an interest in attending, um, just just write me, Tony at HSRA.org, and um, we'll be happy to um, give out those scholarships because we want everybody there who wants to be there. I also want to mention that if you want to volunteer or give resources in terms of a donation, you can do that to the High School for the Recording Arts. They welcome the support. They welcome you joining the village, whether you come to the conference or you support the work that they're doing. Tony, just share with us just your last thoughts about what you'd like to leave the audience with and thinking about both deeper learning as well as the High School for Recording Arts. It's really just about our young people. Um, They're brilliant, and they deserve to be heard. Um, their stories are incredible. When you take the time to listen to them, to engage them in conversation, to know what they're passionate about, the learning can just explode. So, you know, we need to start thinking as educators, how do we create more time for that, more literally physical space for them to explore so that we could get to that? So, you know, for me, it's always just about um, giving our young people that opportunity to be who they are. And they give me great hope for the next generation. Uh, We left them a tough world. Yes. Um, But you're helping them see how they can make a difference. Yes. And that gives me great hope and great pride that it's happening here in Minnesota. And thank you for making all the connections that you do. Thank you. Consider going. And thank you, Tony. Have a great week.